<laughs> Welcome to the Harley and Josh show. Harley is slightly ill today, guys. Slightly, slightly. He's very ill. I might not make it to the end of the show. Oh, mate. So, so uh, my uh, my task for today is to try to make him laugh. I will. I will actually die. <laughs> it will end me. Okay. Okay. So, Don't even smile. I can't smile. Stop it. I won't. I'm you just, are right now. You're I'm just too a happy person. to smile. Okay, anyway, welcome to the Harley and Josh Show, Hello. you wonderful people. Uh, today, we're going to be playing some music from Rad Pitt, yeah. uh, uh, Seth and Eliza, as well as Angel. We've got news on Ipswich having a brand new music festival. Yeah, looking forward wow. to that. Wow. Uh, TikTok are using AI. In, in their in their app now, which is it for their music anyway. Nice. So that's a bit creepy. And also, uh, Harley, is there too much music? Yes. Mm, well, okay, well, that's that done. Yeah, that's- <laughs> We're going to be asking that later on. So, yeah. Um, but first, um, Harley, you know, the most important thing that always needs to be known is... Oh. What'd you do? Tell me. Oh, mate, it's been a busy weekend for both of us. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit mad. Um, I'm not going to talk about Friday because Friday was all about you, really. Gonna... Every Friday is all about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I yeah, well, my um, my first kind of music thing, I was running AV for uh, Golding's House Auction. All right, cool, I've yeah. talked about this before. We did it at Worcester Park. Gold but until recently, they've changed venues. Um and it was a lot harder job for myself because all of the stuff at Worcester Park's really decent gear, all in-house. So I turn up and the desk is on, ready oh, to go. so fun. Whereas this, I had to build everything from scratch and no, start. that's not fun. New, and it was so hot. I mean, you've been in the hangar. I don't yes. know if you've ever been there in, in the summer. Never in summer. No aircon. Oh, gosh. Very warm. It was, like, toasty. Yeah. Um, but it was a good day. It was. Uh, it went went smoothly. Um a couple of dropouts with the wireless first first like five minutes so I had to it's uh, always a battery thing I always find uh, aerials aerials is one I've had the problems before where mm. they just start making weird like oh, noises yeah. and I'm like oh I've got to change the battery again yeah <laughs> yeah these were decent uh, the Sennheiser ones they kind of work 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 oh, yeah. work and then they stop oh okay that's but, great uh, the, we, we hired them from Quatreus and they just gave me a like, fresh set of batteries they go if it's anything below full use new batteries because yeah. it's not worth like two quids worth of batteries mm. to like have the, the whole thing. Yeah. Just out. Yeah. yeah. So that good went, point. Good question. You know, good, good, good went tips. really well. Yes. And, um, it was quite, quite a nice little, uh, nice day, very warm. And it was very warm all week. Um, <laughs> it was. uh, so yeah, that was all a thing. <laughs> Interesting thing on Friday, actually, I had an appointment with, the uh, hearing people at um, Specsavers. Oh. Um, I've got... Uh, Need a hearing aid? No. Go to Specsavers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should have gone to spec. What? <laughs> it's one of my favourite jokes. Oh, you never guess who I bumped into in Specsavers. Uh, Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, okay. That doesn't work because I didn't make you laugh there, so I'm not going to give myself uh, a point. That was my joke. You made yourself <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Um, so I've got a uh, thing in my left ear, which is kind of like uh, your ear, on your inside of your ear is skin and skin dies and it falls off and it can sometimes get caught in the earwax. Right. Um, and it's kind of, I've got a small blockage. Uh, it's like, it's like a, 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 a thin film of wax over my ear. Yummy. Um, but they weren't able to fix it. So uh, I'm hopefully going to get a call from the GP at some point and they're oh, going to... Yeah. Looking at that. So I'll give you news into my gooey ear hole as that, um, as that, uh, develops. I, you know, I didn't know I wanted that so much, but now I'm so glad that I know that that's... There we go. Weekly update on my gooey my ear new, holes. my new series that I'm going to be binging. Yeah. Is Harley's gooey ear holes. There we go. Yeah. That's going to be the new Netflix series. Mm, get a jingle just going. 20 minutes of just my ear hole. Ooh. Um... What else did you do, Harley? So, yeah, we did Friday. You're going to talk about that one. Sure. Because that was a thing. Had a very busy Saturday. I had a PA hire go out for FFS Fest that we very talked nice. about last week. Future Female Society Festival okay. at Colt Cafe. Great little event. Um, all female artists promoting, 
you know, uh, gender equality and equal opportunities for, for females and males alike, but, you know, yeah. equal opportunities kind of denotes that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was great. So the PAR, I wasn't there for the whole event because I had to shoot off for a lesson. Then I had to shoot off to the Felix de Carnival. Ah. Uh, we played the Felix de Carnival chart attack. Oh, amazing. That was great. How was the weather? Well, it held out. As soon as we finished Good. playing, then the heavens opened. Ooh. It was one of them. It lucky was very lucky. Boy. The other thing was we were playing on the seafront and we had to get there. However, the procession oh, was yeah. going across the seafront. Oh, no. So I had to park my van one side of the road and carry it through the procession. Oh, yeah. All my gear to get to the other side oh, no. eventually. And uh, luckily we... We got there in time. DHE was running the sound. They did a great job. Oh, they do a great job every time. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, love those guys. And Luke Boast on, was on front of ha- house. <clears throat> do you know what the, what DHE stands for? No. Dance High Entertainment. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. They, they used to run raves. Oh, that makes, yeah, makes sense. Makes a <laughs> lot of sense. Big sound system, nice and loud, but really good quality, all HK systems and stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, it w- went really well. Um Nice and easy, great guys to work What's with. What's the crowd like? Uh, good, yep. Um, they were, you know, well up for it. There were a few people dancing at the front. Nice. A lot of people sitting and watching, which is what you need for like those kind of events. Yeah. Um, but I had a lot of very nice words and uh, good. people were very nice to us and said thank you and you stuff like that. Shout things at you like, strawberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Meringue. Those are nice words. They are very nice words, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Celador, that's a nice word. Yeah, Celador. Celador. That's, that's, that was voted. That sounds like an evil company from Terminator films. But like, also sounds like an ice cream company. Oh yeah, Celador yeah. ice cream. Mm. Or just people that sell doors. Yeah, for things underground. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense too. <laughs> but it's also a good place to put ice cream. Good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> that was really cool. Uh, and then we. Uh, I think I'm going to count that one. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, Toby and Nick, because we had Nick Keeble on guitar, they had to shoot off to Saxfest. They played with Connor Adams in the evening. And I had to shoot off to Hosley, where I had a gig with Oddball and the Shifty Twins for the first time in ages. Wow, man. It was so much Shepherd fun. And dog. That's the one, yeah. yeah. It was really good fun. It wasn't the busiest of nights, but the people there were really appreciative of nice, it. Nice, yeah. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, it's great to play with Oliver and Dougal again for the like doing some rocky stuff. I don't get to do a lot of that. Mm. Um, and that was just great fun to sort of do that kind of thing balls. yeah uh, and then um on the sunday was uh hoppy and the hopefuls acoustic ish acoustic acoustic yeah, yeah. It, we all, it wasn't too acoustic because we all had amps plugged in and yeah. stuff it was only but, dan that was acoustic yeah yeah but we just didn't have rich because he wouldn't have fit yeah so it was a slightly stripped down stuff but it was it sounded really good actually i think i wish it, you had you wish I'd just completely stripped down. Slightly stripped down. I was in a bad mood all day because <laughs> I was coming down with this cold. That would have made it even sexier, though. You just go, you don't take my clothes off. Just angrily stripped. don't even want to do this, but here I go. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. I got another one. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, that was cool. And, uh, yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely audience. Really nice, chilled, chilled afternoon. And uh, it went really well, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, a nice simple setup you did. Yeah. Just two, well, one speaker. Oh, one speaker, wasn't it? Yeah. Just for vocals. Yeah. I like, I had a different setup for every gig this weekend because I had a PA hire going out. So Friday night, I used the PA that I hired out on the Saturday. Wow. Used my own system on the Saturday night because the other one was hired out and then used that system again, but with just a single top on the Sunday. So yeah. we've had a lot of different swap arounds of setups and stuff and... But every single one worked, just knowing yeah. your room and knowing what works. Yeah, know the room, know what works. I mean, like, we uh, we were supposed to be outside at that gig, weren't we? So but we were, yeah. Both times that we have supposed to do, have done that with the hopefuls, uh, it rained. Yeah. Or looked like it's going to rain, which yeah, sucks. Yeah, it's just not enjoyable So, outdoors. yeah, like you say, just got to be prepared for it. Yeah. And also, you know, that doesn't just mean being prepared in terms of your knowledge, but the gear that you take with you. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you know, most of the time I'll take full PA with me mm. um, and... Not for like festival gigs when they've already got a PA set up, but yeah. I like to just have it so that, all right, so if I do need to just use very small parts of it, then we can. And also like what the, 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 the kind of inputs that you've got in your PA, if you've just got passive speakers, you you can't be quite as diverse as that because yeah. you, know, yeah. you, you always have to have an amp. Yeah. And some of the times when I've played the duo shows, um, 
you know, it's just guitar and double bass. It's been great to just have a speaker that has two really good preamps in it, you know, active speaker. Yeah. And so we don't even have to have a desk. We'll yeah. just have the thing. So, just, you know, like what we did yesterday. But if, you, you could do that with your system, can't you? Yeah. Yep. It's, I mean, we have pretty much the same system, really. Um, yeah. And it's cool just to have that control. Um, speaking of gear and stuff, my the thing that I was really experimenting with this that weekend, because I was playing with three different bands, three very different styles. Mm. Um, and I had my pedal board go down a few weeks ago. Oh. And it was just a, a patch lead went down. Uh. And that kind of went, oh, how can I stop this happening in future? Oh, here we go. So I uh, uh, thank you to Andy Burles, who very kindly lent me his Line 6 Helix mm. um, HX FX pedal. Right. Which is... That's uh, fun to say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, a, <it's> not. <laughs> a really high quality multi-effect with loads of different uh, effects emulated from your classic what uh, sort of pedals and stuff. And it was did really Harley, well. Harley, have you just created a new section to our show? Shall I? Oh, it's Harley's Gear Corner. Ooh. There we go. There so we go. what is this new gear, Harley? So, let's say, as I, uh, I said, the Line 6 Helix is a multi-effects unit. Uh, they do various inversions. They do the HX Stomp, which is a two-button uh, and amp emulation. Right, okay. So you've got cab emulation and amp head sort of simulators. Hmm. Um, you've also got the, the HS Effects, which is the one I had, which is six buttons, six effects. You can run nine effects all at once. Um, like what? Anything. Like pretty much anything you you want. Chorus, got, flange. Yep. Any kind of modulation. They've got like five different choruses, four different flanges, like three or four different. Like they've got like eight different wire pedals. Does it have an expression pedal on yours? My one, it doesn't, but it's got an expression output. So, okay, so you could just plug into a, yeah. a volume pedal into yeah. it or something. The like level that. up, the LT, uh, and the full. Um, the full uh, Helix, they both have modulation pedals on them, That's which you can assign does it read to anything. It? Is it MIDI or is it? Um, it's voltage controlled. It's like a VCA. Oh, so yes, um, of course. It just picks up a resistance and works out that resistance and goes, hey, hey, that's the thing. Hey, um, you? Hey, hey. So yeah, it, you know, and it just did everything I needed it to. That's great. Um, I'm now toying between that and the model up that already has the expression pedal built in and also has the mm. amp models, which aren't too important for bass yeah I suppose yeah. but at the same time if I do a guitar gig it might come in handy to yeah. have something that's nice and compact to just turn up put me in in and go so in terms of loading uh, you know effects into it or preset you know uh, foot pedal sort of layouts yeah can you do that on a computer is it USB you compatible can, yep you can run it onto a computer you can download effects and stuff um, when I was at the Ipswich Guitar School show uh, I did notice that I was at this guitar school on yes. uh, Sunday and I, I sort of saw that, that Richard had, had one sitting there. He had one on his pedal and a lot of his students had bought various versions between the, the, the effects and the stomp sort of thing. Mm. But one of his other students had his pedal board there for the whole day and he had his HX effects uh, there. So what he did, Richard just gave him a USB stick and went, here's the, here's the patch. So they had the same effects on both pedals. Wow. And it's really easy to do that. You can email it over to other people. <laughs> I mean, in terms of setting it up, on the Friday, I turned up with a blank patch set and I went, boom, 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 set it all up. We are went. truly in the future. It is really good. I mean, I'm not saying old school pedals are done with. Obsolete or anything, no. No, I think because people like the pedals. I yeah, like the pedals. I still like that, yeah. But at the same time, it's very good for just turning up everything you've got and someone goes, oh, this could do with a chorus on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I could sell that up. Bang, 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 bang. Um, what kind of price are we talking? I think the HS effects it starts at about four hundred pounds, roughly. Um, the stomps, I think, are a bit less. Um, yeah. And then when you get to the LT and the full version, you're talking between nine hundred for the LT and around eleven to twelve hundred for the full version. And think about this, guys. So you guys listening, you might be like, "Oh, that's a bit expensive." One pedal, hundred quid at least. Yep. For a Boss pedal. Yeah. Um, I mean, Boss is in the brand, not just like really good. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, you, you can get like the cheap ones, like the cord ones. Yeah. Um, for like, you know, maybe 50, 60 quid, but they can go on you quite easily. Yep. And you've also got to buy all the patch cables. You've also got to buy the pedal board. I yeah. mean, my pedal board, you know, has cost way over 400 quid. Uh, yeah. So. My, I mean, I think my pedal board, I valued it up the other day and it is, I mean, two pedal, my two oh, yeah. favorite pedals on there, they're 600 quid. Yeah. Well, 700 quid retail price. And then you're very fixed there with what you can do. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, Harley, I, you know, I'm very, very impressed. I mean, thank you for, for, for sharing your unlimited knowledge. Oh, thank you. It's fine. All right, mate. 
did stuff. Well done, buddy. Bless you. Uh, oh, he, yeah, he's, well, he didn't nice. really sneeze. He, 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 yeah. So anyway, right, before I get on to, into my stuff, let's play some music. Uh, I want to play something, but we haven't played by Rad Pit before. This one's called Malachi because they are playing pretty locally oh, yeah. pretty soon, as in this weekend. Oh, check it out. This one's called Malachi. It's on iTunes and stuff. That was Malachi by Rad Pitt. A short and sweet one, but they're yeah. very good at that, aren't they? They're very yeah. good at that. So, uh, quick thing, before before I start on catching you up on two weeks' worth of stuff, oh, yeah. um, shout out to Bronwyn for coming in. She was great, wasn't she? Yeah. I mean, she was great, apart from her impression of me. I I, I mean, her Tulora impression was great. Uh, yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my impression of Bronwyn's impression of me. I think, I mean, it sound exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, number three. Ding. I got it. Right. Okay. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm stop trying to make you laugh. So, last week, last, last week, um, I had my last week of teaching. So, I was sort of uh, just making sure the kids had actually practiced uh, yeah. and making sure they're ready for having six weeks of having no lessons, making sure they've got to actually keep practicing. Mm. Doesn't always work. I sent them home with a worksheet the week before just to come back and say, right, okay, let's see about, so I can give you some practice points for the next six weeks because I know the points that you're not doing well on. Yeah. Uh, and about 20% of them brought them back. Mm. Uh, so I just made them sit there and do it in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, well, you've just wasted your own lesson because you didn't do your homework and you didn't practice. So you're going to do it in front of me so I can tell you exactly where you're going wrong and where you need to be, or where, exactly where you're going right as well. Yeah. And also what you're going to be needing to practice. Uh, I'm going to miss some of my year sixes because mm. they're all going off to off to high of course, school. Yeah. They're all, you're all, all becoming teenagers. It's weird. Um, so yeah, good luck, guys. Um, uh, then, uh, so would have been the Friday, the 20th of July, I think it was, uh, I was at Manning's, uh, cause we had a gig last you, minute you gig, know kick. We've missed one big gig we did. What's that? Tuesday. Oh yeah. Well, I'm getting to it, boy. Oh, we're getting right, to right, it. Of Come course. on oh, Sorry, we're in the wrong week. Yeah, bad. exactly. Cool. Um, so yeah, Manning's, um, where it was just Rich and I doing a duo thing. Uh, that was really good. Uh, oh, yeah, I was it was there. a last minute thing. Yes, you were. You and Jenny turned up and it was a really nice surprise that, um, yeah. Rum old place, isn't it? Yeah. And the, <laughs> some of the locals there. Absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Had a good time. Um, there's, there's one. Okay. Uh, we haven't gone on to your pub band sins today yeah, oh, yeah so yeah. far but i want to do pub what well, venue sins mm. all right here's my section venue sins leaving the sports on while the band is playing yeah oh they had golf playing while we were playing way to way to like you know i mean bring down the uh i mean the energy like in the room yeah i'd like to have something to watch but not golf <laughs> i mean it's not exactly something dynamic for a friday night anyway uh if you like golf this isn't the show for you um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we had Manning's. The next morning, I forgot that I had Bravo uh, <laughs> in the morning, which sucks. But I still got there on time. Uh, it was I, uh, my my calendar told me that I was supposed to be there half an hour before. Oh, I was oh, supposed it to be there, up. flashed up, and oh. I was still in bed. Well done, calendar. Yeah, thank you, calendar. Right. Um, so I yeah, I was supposed to be there in Stowmarket at nine o'clock. Mm. Made it. You know, had a quick, well done. quick wash in the key areas. Get down there. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, and it was the last session before their performance of Stone Market Carnival. Wonderful. So I had to just recap them all on that. Um, I, after that, I immediately went to play a baby shower, which was, I mean, it was for Kay and Mike. We'd already played their wedding. We oh, okay. Played, we played their anniversary. Oh, wow. And now they're playing, we played their baby shower. So we went straight to there. That was that was really fun. Loads of nice. little ones around, and um, yeah. So so them just looking at the double bass, like what is it? <laughs> hey, I'm going to count that one. Number four. Um, so, well, I like making you laugh. It's fun because you smile. Um, then, uh, oh, you got a nice smile, Eddie. Um, so yeah. Then um, uh, what was it? We finished playing that, and then I immediately went from that to Stone Market Carnival. Yep. Um, because the kids were playing there. Mm. Um, that was an unpaid thing. I was just like, I wanted to be up there because some of them uh, just didn't know some of the parts. So I was just like, right, I'll be up there on the side of the stage playing for them. Um, there was one guy heckling me. He was like, stop playing. I want to hear them play. I was like, 
well, they don't know this bit, so... <laughs> yeah. And you can take your one tooth and, and scurry away, buddy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that was that was really, really fun. You can see that on my Instagram story on Josh Lock Official, at Josh Lock Official. Um, you can see them playing. We did a version of um, Rolling in the Deep mixed with Eye of the Tiger. Nice. Which was... They did a really good job of that. It was really fun. They literally learned it that day and then performed it. So that was a nice little lesson. Just like sometimes you don't have weeks and months of rehearsal. Sometimes you barely even have hours. Mm. You've just got to crack it out and then just hope for the best. Um, So yeah, Bravo, the baby shower. Then the next day I was at the Forge. It was was only the second gig they'd had there. Um, And it was really, really nice. It filled out. Like quite quickly, actually, I was a bit worried at first. I was like, "Oh, I don't know if people are going to turn up because they don't know it's a thing," and there weren't any tables free, so that was good. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, and they, they're having music there much more often now. I know that you're playing there with Chart Attack very soon. Yeah, I don't know how soon. Is it uh, August? End of August. Yeah. At the end of August. Let's have a look. It's at the twenty uh, fifth of August. August. Very nice. Um, yeah, cool. I like that. It's a Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen where they think you're, they're going to put you, which is like up on a sort of a balcony bit. Yeah, uh, which looks like it'll be loads of fun. So yeah, the forge is nice, nice drinks, nice food, mm. nice people, and they are. Ah, they that was an interesting thing I wanted to bring up. I th- ah, what I need to remember the name of the company, but the, I, I we complimented them on the background music they had going on uh, while you know we were in our break. Yeah, it's just a really good mix. They have some Anderson Park in there. They had some they had some small old funk from Curtis Mayfield, but also some newer music as well and older music and newer music all mixed in together. Yeah. And uh, and I said to them, who chose the playlist? And they said, well, actually, we play a company. We give them a very specific kind of uh, vibe that we want. So, yeah. uh, you know, you know, when people are eating, they don't want something that's like hard, hardcore sometimes. Sometimes they just want something chilled. Sometimes they do want something a bit more upbeat. Um, so they, I think it's called See Something. It's See Something. Anyway, uh, I'm going to find out and I'll let you guys know. And you pay a, a monthly subscription, kind of like Spotify, and they send you personalised playlists, which lots of venues are using this. You have to, you know, have your own PRS licence and all this sort of thing. But, you know, that's a that's a, a branch of the music industry I didn't know about. Playlists yeah. creating, not curating for Spotify and, and Apple Music. It's it's bespoke, tailor-made stuff for a business, which I think is really interesting. It's great, yeah. Let's check that out. And if you are a business owner and you are constantly having problems with just playing the same albums or you don't really know what kind of music you like and they can show you some stuff. Nice service to create an atmosphere that you want. Absolutely. So we played that. Then uh, the next day, uh, I had a really busy... I had a like five gig weekend or something like that. Um, Then uh, the next day I had the... I was there at Moreland school which is why i couldn't yep. be here at the show from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night um doing their end of year performance of twisted it was like an updated version of oliver twist they got me playing guitar along with them uh, as well as some of my kids play guitar in the show nice and uh and they they got me making a uh an updated version of got a pick a pocket or two boy uh, that's that's the Suffolk version. Um, hey, I'm going to call that was number five. Um, uh, it was a version. Uh, they asked me to make it sound like the Clash, Guns of Brixton. Mm. So it was like so it was like got to pick a pocket or two, but reggae, um, which Harley absolutely loves. So yeah. that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, so yeah, well done, guys. I was really really proud of them. After that, I shot straight across. To the mayor's parlor, where the Buccaneers, Jason, the Buccaneers, we had a, a photo shoot thanks to Andrew yeah. and and Lynn Beale, uh, because we'd been in there before and I knew they had some amazing chairs and and props and stuff for us to use. So we were just sat there with sort of like these commemorative coins and and these old tankards that were actually from the sort of the 16th century and stuff. Wow. So it was really good. Those photos are coming out soon, courtesy of Kizzy Y and Tan photo. Um, we, yeah, so I'll just be posting them up on the Buc- new Buccaneers Instagram. Uh, you can find us at the Buccaneers Band. Two C's, two E's. I'm going to go like this now. Oh, thanks, Harley. That'd be lovely. But yeah, so I'm going to be posting up lots of pictures of us um, and with with piratey facts and quotes. So if you're into your pirate stuff, uh, keep your eye on that because that should be quite interesting for you. Uh, so then the next day. I joined a very wonderful bass player called Mr. Harley Cotton. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Uh, we were at the hut on the beach, on Felixstowe Beachfront, on yeah. the promenade. 
Uh, I can say that because I've got a, a thin mustache now. Promenade. Um, uh, oh, sorry, it's too much phlegm for, for a podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's coming from the cold guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, and we played, what, two half hour and a yeah. bit sets for the residents. What's the home called? I've forgotten. Cotman House. Cotman House, which is just on the on the cliffs of Felixstowe, yep. uh, above sort of where Wilco is and, and, and where all sort of like, uh, what was it, Wizard Taxis. Yeah. Um, do they still do Games Workshop stuff, Warhammer there? I think so, yeah. Anyway, that completely besides the point, but they're a really lovely group of people there. Like they're eating their, eating their fish and chips and uh, and just watching some old rock and roll. They were really getting into it. You know, yeah. Some of them really, you know, wheelchair bound, some of them Zimmer frame can... can you know, can't walk very well. Some of them had to have family members there just to help them eat, but they were still really reciprocative and it's just shows how much music means to people. Does, yeah. Uh, especially in later life. And, and, you know, if you are a musician and you, you have the capacity, go and play for somebody who doesn't get visited much. Hmm. Uh, talk to Age UK, uh, Suffolk Age UK, um, and they can help set you up somewhere uh, where they, you know, they'd love, they'd love you to come down and play for them. They really would. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a shortage of people that would do it because a lot of time is for free. I mean, you got yeah. you know you know you're donating your time, but uh, it's just it pays you back in your soul. It really does. It does it, definitely. Just, just to see, I don't have any grandparents left, so just seeing old ladies smiling because of something that I've done is is nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. Uh, keep going, Cotman House. You're great. Yeah. Um, then I was playing at the Swan. Uh, wait a second. Am I thinking about this the right way around? Yes. yes it was yep. Friday night. Played at the Swan in Holbrook. Uh, Andy couldn't make it last minute because she had Nova norovirus. Nova virus. Yeah. Some some virus that she couldn't yep. sing. Um, so I just sort of winged it. Wang it. Wanged it. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just sort of, like, I did, I kind of, there we go, counting it six, ding! Uh, six laughs, Jaddy gentlemen, tally them off. Um, yeah, so uh, I basically just had to blag a lot of the songs, didn't I? You did really well, man. I, I, that I, was a really good good set. I mean, it went down really well, and you were just... Thanks, man. Absolutely. And I looked like I was from Jurassic Park as well. You did? Because I had my hat on. No, what did I say? I looked like a French... Um, Oh, oh, I've got to remember what his name was. Um, Pablo Escobar. Oh, so yeah. I called myself Pablo Escargo. Oh. <laughs> no, you mean... Oh, oh. Sorry. I thought you were going to go with Pablo Escobar. Escobar. <laughs> good, good. I like it. Um, so you were at the Swan uh, on Friday night. That was really nice. Thanks to Alex for cycling all the way there. Oh, yeah. Crazy man. Uh, then uh, the next day was crazy, all right? I've got to cram in a lot of stuff before we get to our next song. So I was at, I was at Harwich Maritime Festival at 12 o'clock with the Lockerbillies. Um, then I was at the same festival, Harwich Maritime Festival, 1.30 with JS and the Buccaneers. Uh, both sets, incredible. Like a really good turnout, nice. great, uh, great sound on stage. I thought. Um, then um, and playing a load of sea shanties out to sea, oh, where you sweet. could, I could see Felix though as well. You know, we'd just done a fifty-minute drive, and I was just like, I was just right there. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a seven ding. Um, so yeah, um, that was really nice to just to play for them. Thanks to Lynn and Andrew for coming over on the ferry. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was cool. Uh, immediately from there, we went to Sax Mundum, which is about an hour's drive, uh, to do Sax Fest with Richard Dean. Um, yeah. Really fun. It was absolutely chucking it down by the time oh, we got no. there, but people were still up for it. At Harwich, it didn't rain. Yeah. So we were super lucky, like you were with Chart Attack. Yeah. Um, uh, but Saxfest, not so lucky. But we had a great big stage. You can see on, our, on the Lockerbillies Facebook page, we were using that space. It was great fun. Nice. Um, and we sold some merch. So thank oh, you to you guys for, for helping us out with that one. Um, so then straight from there, we went to the Old Hall 45th uh Sapphire anniversary. Now, Old Hall is like a, a community of people that live in this very old hall in East Bergholt. And it's a beautiful mm. place, really beautiful place, nice. just with a big teepee, great vibes. Downset has played on after us. Sweet. And it was a great ending to a very, very busy day. Um, yeah, because I was knackered by the time I ended that. I think I really realised I'd been on stage for about six hours or something like yeah. this. So yeah, that was good. Then we, uh, And then the next day we had Gladstone Arms, yes. which Harley's already talked about. So yeah. uh, that was, you know, that was what I did. What did I do? I already told you. So shut up. Um, 
I'm going to play you some music from a wonderful, wonderful local musician who is just pushing us all, really, yeah. a bit further and She's further and further. Definitely. You were there at the FFS Fest. I wasn't there for the show, but there's some videos of uh, of Angie doing her, doing her thing. This is Angel, A-N-G, with her new single, Stronger. It's now available all across everywhere, and she's just got a video for it. Check it out, and check out her voice in this. It's a beautiful singer voice. Nice. Could the new music festival put Ipswich on the map? Plus, TikTok owner ByteDance buys AI music company Juke Deck. All this on music news. Uh, yeah, do you want me to read these, Harley? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I can't... I, I, that sentence was hard enough. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so, uh, new music festival in Ipswich. We've literally just had this uh, announced, which, uh, well... I saw it in the Ipswich Star, thanks to Angel for sharing that one. Sound City Ipswich will feature 21 bands performing across three venues with the aim of uniting the town behind the cause. Uh, The festival, which will coincide with the music conference, is set to take place across Ipswich on October 4th in a bid to encourage touring bands to visit the town. Yes! Yes, definitely. Yes! Definitely. This is great! Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, of course. Um, During the day... Seven... Ding! Uh, during the day, a conference featuring artists, venues, promoters, and is- industry figures will showcase Ipswich as a viable location for touring artists to play. There will then be an evening of gigs at the Corn Exchange, the Manor Ballroom, and the Smokehouse, featuring local and touring bands. Uh, other activities such as coffee shop acoustic gigs, DJ sets, workshops, and a free BBC introducing gig are also being lined up. Uh, Joe Bailey, of course he's behind it. Of course. Uh, a smokehouse owner and event organiser said, we're really excited to partner with Liverpool Sound City, so it's from Liverpool, right. uh, to bring a multi-venue festival to our own hometown of Ipswich. Uh, we hope the festival will attract large numbers of visitors to the town and prove the need for investment in the area's music infrastructure, leading towards the creation of more live music venues, increased engagement in live music, and for Ipswich to culturally thrive while supporting the development of bands and artists in the eastern region and the crowd goes wild i think this is, is what is needed yeah yeah we we always strong say that um like touring bands tend to leave ipswich off the map absolutely and uh that's not fair yeah i mean you know it's in a song with eminem now as you've told me oh yeah and 50 cent right so ed sheeran's talking about ipswich i mean he, i mean so much <laughs> he literally can't talk about ipswich without talking about ed sheeran it's like every single article i see anyway um yeah so that's quite amazing yeah. um i'm really really looking forward to that i've i've already thrown my name in the hat just to be involved in the conferences in the, in oh, okay, the gigs, awesome, yeah. um just because i want to be there to support it and definitely or just to promote it so we're going to be shouting about this on the harley and josh show Constantly, as soon as we know stuff, you'll know stuff. Definitely, definitely. Um, quick side news. Side news. Um, we uh, Swan is now reopening as the Swan and Hedgehog. Yeah, really looking forward to that. So the Swan, which is in Ipswich Town Centre, which has hosted amazing events such as Swan Fest and Jason and Lockerbie. I hope it keeps that same vibe that it had. Yes, it's, it's being uh, run by the same people as the Castle in Framlingham, I believe. Yeah, um, okay. And they said that they're going to be sticking with some live music. So what they do with that, we'll have to see. But yeah, check that out. So next bit of news... Um, yeah, if you if you love that news, by the way, please let us know. Yeah, give us a message if you've let us got know any. What you think. Yeah, if you've got any info on it as well, please let us know. We'd like to know your thoughts or your, just your opinions mm. um, and what you think. You know, um, this will do to help our town's music scene. Um, so this one we've kind of talked about AI before on the show uh, um, and how it might affect the music industry. Yeah. Now TikTok owner um, Byte Dance has now bought an AI music company called Juke Deck. So we've thought about this. What could a global digital platform want with music generated by artificial intelligence? Uh, that question has been on the lips of um, music industry people, podcasts. Providers that are on iTunes and YouTube and Spotify, please like and subscribe. Uh, ever since Spotify hired one of the world's leadest experts, leader, leading experts in the field, Francois Pachette, in summer 2017, uh, Warner Music Group inked a distribution deal with stress-reducing sound app Endel, mm. which it was claimed was the first ever algorithm to sign a deal with a major label. 
That's mad. That's mad. They've signed an algorithm, right? So that's already affected the music industry. That's that's huge. Anyway, user video platform TikTok uh, is becoming a very well-known quantity to the music industry, having helped break artists and tracks like Lil Nas's X Old Town Road. You talked about this last week. Yep. You were like, I don't know who Lil Nas X is. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to know it. Nope. Okay, well, uh, all of my kids want to learn that song. And cool. that's literally all they want. I'm like, what do you want to play today? We've got some stuff by Queen. We can do David Bowie. They're like, Lunas. I'm like, okay. Um, so, yeah, TikTok's parent, ByteDance, which is heavily rumoured to be creating a Spotify riling audio streaming service. Another one. Uh, how many of these can there be? Uh, they've announced last month that it now reaches more than a billion monthly active users via TikTok and other services globally. Now, Harley was drinking during that and I was expecting a spit take. <laughs> hey, eight. Um, it's like, a billion. Um, TikTok itself hit one billion global app downloads in February. That's mad. That's There it is. It's, 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 a, it's a sneeze take. Yeah. Um, according to Global Market Monitor Center Tower, with nearly 100 million in the USA and 250 million in India. Right. There's a huge section of the, of the population. It's an interesting thing about this. Cool. And do you have TikTok? No. Do you know what TikTok is? Yes. Okay, I don't. Tell okay. me. What is TikTok? It's a video TikTok. sharing thing like Vine. Right. Uh, and it's kind of like Instagram where you can you, you sort of film yourself with friends doing activities. And it's supposed to be like a social media thing is where it, you I've, actually... From the adverts, are these all done to music? Some are. Some are done to... Um, uh, sort of film quotes and things. Um, but the interesting thing about the music thing is that ByteDance has acquired a Duke Deck, a, a UK-based AI music startup, which has raised $2.5 million wow. uh, from investors. Uh, and guess what Duke Deck specialises in? Creating royalty-free music. Right. So for user-generated online videos. Yeah. Uh, Duke Deck's own website is now offline aside from a homepage, uh, which displays a message that reads, we can't tell you more just yet, but we're looking forward to continue to fuel creativity using musical AI. Which I'm just like, oh my God. They are now putting out, you know, robots are going to take out a lot of, um, you know, royalty-free library music jobs. They generally said that, you know, in terms of work jobs, jobs that will be not, Wait, jobs that are safe when robots take over are art-based stuff, and think? that's changing now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't think every single job will ever be com- become completely no. obsolete. Um, but you know, they're all getting used. Um, but I just, I think you know, they're sort of saying fueling creativity with AI. Okay, you're fueling creativity with videos, but not music, are you? Because that's going to be yeah. just like, press a button and it creates a royalty-free thing. So, I mean, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, royalty-free music is basically music you can put behind your video um, when you have uploaded something or maybe on YouTube or on Facebook or something like this, which isn't going to flag up a copyright claim. Like we get every week. Every single week. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a way of, of having music in your video without having to pay through the nose. And- for those people who wonder how that works, from our point of view, we get a thing saying um, our music uh, that we've we've flagged up, and it means that because we've played, uh, I think it's over seven seconds worth of an artist's music, right. we don't get the money for the advertising income from right. that advert. The money goes straight to the artists, mm. which we're completely fine with. If it, yeah, because most of the, the artists we're using are all local guys yeah, so, uh, who are either friends or they, you know, yeah, so they, they, they deserve the money. Somebody like Mr. Rainer Vandell, who makes mm-hmm. music or, or makes who uh, makes videos every week, it means that the money he gets from the ad revenue for the videos that he's creating stays in his pocket rather than goes yes. goes out of his pocket for for the exactly. content that he's creating because he's put in a lot of work into yeah. those videos. And if and if you know all the money goes to some a big artists for the being in the in the video for more less than ten seconds, I mean it's it's kind of unfair sometimes. There is a slight debate that like for example we create an hour's worth of content, and if we play music then all the money from that content that we've created goes to someone else's creation that have done a small percentage of what. Yeah, that is, and whether that's fair, but I think there's, I think we'll get to a point hopefully that 
that it Context, will get, I suppose. it will get spread evenly. Yes, exactly. So, uh, speaking of sort of like music on YouTube videos, we talked about thematic a little while back when Rainer guested on yes. the show. And uh, Mark Schrobigan, the CEO of Thematic, right. uh, has gotten in touch with us uh, as he listened to the show, um, and he was like, "I just sort of said to him, you know, how is the company making money? Because basically, all the royalties for songs that go in on people's videos for, that come from Thematic." Uh, go to both the video up, uh, uploader and the artist that created the music. Mm. So we were like, how does this make any money? So he just sort of, this is his quote here. I think you guys pretty much nailed it. We are still in beta and have not gone to market yet. Uh, our platform takes advantage of two-sided network effects, which in our case is the value exchange between our two user groups, uh, creators and music artists, um, creators being sort of video creators. Mm. Uh, we made it free in beta so that we can see how the community is interacting with this value system. Uh, by doing this, we have created a ton of data exhaust which we will structure into features that we will build and eventually charge our uh, for our co-founder Michelle Fan um oh, charge for sorry full stop uh, <laughs> our co-founder Michelle Fan is a content creator herself and has made it her mission to support creators and artists i know she's been sued by a lot of people right. because she's used music in her videos to promote the musician but right then uh, and then YouTube is is taking all the money from her, her, her you know, and all these particular uh, record labels are suing her for using this music. Right, okay. But where the artists are going, no, wait, wait, wait she's doing a good thing for us. She's talking about us, she's yeah. reviewing it. So, yeah, I kind of see why she's started it up. Uh, she's made it her mission to support creators and artists. As a part of that mission, we will always keep the good portion of the platform free. We will be rolling out a premium to premium pricing model towards the end of the year. I can't go into too much detail here as we are still conducting user interviews and cohort analysis to understand what our users want uh, for us to build and what they will be willing to pay for these features. I can tell you that these features will be focused on advanced analytics and targeting for music artists as well as creation, uh, curation, music so supervision for your videos uh, for content creators. So thematic, would, yeah. you know, can can say, oh, this music would work, work for your videos. It would work for your videos. Uh, he says, thanks again for all your support and look forward to having your feedback. All the best, Mark. Great. So thanks for listening, Mark. Yeah. Um, if any any other listeners have any other questions or comments or, uh, you know, regarding that, we could pass them on and um, bring Absolutely. that up in future. Absolutely. But basically, you know, it's, it's, it's... I think it answered a lot of questions there. Yes, it did. I mean, it's a way for, for musicians and um, video creators uh, or just content creators online to sort of share a bit of the money rather than having to sit there and say, no, that's specifically for me. No, that's specifically yeah. for me. And then, you know, it's getting ugly. So yeah, I think that's a good idea for that to happen. So anyway, as we've only got a little bit of time left, Harley, it's time for... Thing I report back this morning. Jingle. It sure is. So Harley. Yes. I want to know, is there a surplus of music in the world? Is there more music than what people want? That's a very good question. Oh, I know. Um, I was thinking this the other day because from a business point of view, uh -huh. when you start a band, or well, just from when you, when you start a band, you don't start a band because there's a gap in the market. You're creating a market where there was no previous, where, say, you're doing the Buccaneers, there wasn't people necessarily screaming out going, we need a pirate-based band. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Cause what was there? That's the thing. When you do business plans and marketing plans, uh, you research into you know your local um, industries, hmm. and you sit there and think, okay, who isn't doing something? And this, you know, I, yeah. so it was exactly the same thing with rock, with the Lockerbillies and with the Buccaneers and with the Black Swan Band ages ago. Um, you look around and you sit there and think, okay, there aren't a huge amount of rockabilly bands around here. Yeah. So there is a gap there. Yeah. Um, there are like pretty much zero pirate bands around. There are pirate bands around. So that is already an industry. So that there isn't one here. So again, there's a gap yeah. in the market. It's a different kind of gap though, per se, than if you're in a small village where people go, there's nowhere where I can buy sandwiches. So you start a sandwich shop. Right. Yeah. You know, they, you're, you're. But how do you know they want sandwiches? How do you know they want rockabilly? How do you know they want metal? Because there is a demand for it on the market as a whole. So, yeah. I mean, you know, these are these kind of things that businesses that are doing well. I guess this comes down to sort of supply and demand, mm. which, you know, key sort of thing in any business startup. You've got to have enough of a product 
for yeah. the demand kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I, those two things are, are in, integrally linked, yeah. whether you know there is actually a demand for it. Especially when it comes to writing music as well. Mm-hmm. No one's asking you to write your first album. Mm-hmm. They might be waning and hoping you come out with a second or a third, but for your first album... They don't know what they're missing. Yeah, unless they're you know, like best mates or family members. Yeah. You know, where, they, where they want you to do it for you. Yeah. Um, but I think this is where the lines blur between business and pleasure Definitely. with music. Definitely. Because, I mean, you know, I am not fully in music for, for business. I no. do it because I love it, but it is still my business, so I need to charge for it. Um, but when it comes down to... Um, I don't know, like originals bands that are truly doing something from the heart. Yeah. Then you sit there and uh, and they, you know, they're supplying it not only for a crowd of people to watch, but it's for themselves. Yeah. Um, so the supply and demand thing is also blurred there because you sit there going, okay, you're supplying it to yourself. Yeah. I think a song is worth writing. Uh-huh. If you're for every person involved in writing it, there's one more person listening to it. Yeah, because that way that that it it meets its goal right. of of having somebody listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah, and in that regard, there's not too much music because people always want to hear new music, mm. but the old music's always going to be there. Yeah, and I guess I, it's, I guess it's kind of like going on holiday, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to go somewhere different. Sometimes you don't want to just stay at home. You want to exactly. listen to something new. Most of the time, I don't really listen to to sort of stuff. Um, right. I'm, you know, I'm constantly listening to, to new music because I just want to know what's kind of what's new. Yeah. I mean, like what's new in terms of techniques. I mean, sometimes, you know, these songs sound exactly like an older track or something like yeah. that, but with new production techniques or something like this, or, or just, you know, interesting lyrics in certain ways. And it's, you know, as a creator, I like to sit there and think, okay, how can I take these methods on board? Mm. So I think, you know, as a source of inspiration, uh, there can't be enough music no. because otherwise you'll run out of it and run out of inspiration. I love listening to a new bit of music and going, oh, why didn't I write something like that? That's genius. Yeah. You know, and the fact is there's always people with a new mind, with a new take on something. Even when someone does a cover in an original style, mm-hmm. it really brings that kind of thing forward. And it's it's good to have that. And like I say, I, I don't think there'll ever be... I don't think we can run out of ideas. Do you think we could run out of ideas? No, I think there is, there is just sort of, uh, you know, probability says no, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like, you know, it's just, it's this, um, uh, what's, I can't think of words right now, but yeah, it's, you know, this kind of constant curve of, yeah. you know, if one person has an idea that breeds to somebody else and those, and, you know, and, and some, you know, two other people and those two people have ideas and that branches off to two other people and, and just things, keeps getting bigger. things coming back. Exponential. There we go. Like that kind of 80s kind of synth pop thing has kind of come back from what it was. Multiple but, times. But it's not <laughs> what it started as. It's still its own thing. Like I say, new production, even if it's the same kind of synths, but the sounds overall do sound different. The production values and the mixes uh, will always bring it forward into a way that keeps it fresh. I mean, look at like Stranger Things. It's, it's yeah. nostalgia driven things but it's it's still fresh storytelling mm. um and it's just the same with uh, with sort of with rock and roll bands hot tramp i mean the same thing with like um you know amazing blues from hound and wolf from back in the 60s but they brought it forward and they've updated it if you look at the amps they're using the drums they're using they're using all the same kind of stuff that yeah. was there that existed in the 70s but it's still that music didn't exist back then yeah that i mean you know of that style did but that song didn't you know no. black, black dog howl didn't exist no so they did create something new i think you know we've got to try and think about this from a consumer's point of view though mm. because we're looking at it from the creators and we wouldn't we we never want it to run out and and the de- and the demand to run out. Yeah. But do you think that you know an audience or a crowd or a, or a market can get fatigued when there's a lot of new music being released? I think if you think of music like TV, right? Back when there were two TV channels, if you didn't, you there'd be enough. They were making enough TV shows to be on one channel or the other. Mm. And if you didn't like one, you go to the other and generally be happy. If not, you'd turn it off and wait for something else to come on. Mm. Then you had four channels and more channels came up, more programs, different styles of programs. But doesn't mean that there was more stuff for one person to watch. It just meant for those people who wanted to watch Channel 4, they could stay there. Right. The people who wanted to watch Channel 
one, whatever, they can do that. Now there's loads of TV channels. And there's crossover as well. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, in the Venn diagram, you can be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's happened now with music. There are, I mean, there are more radio stations than there ever was. Mm-hmm. But also the way you can listen to music via YouTube or through Spotify, through radio, uh, through like yeah, playlists makers. and stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to listen to everything. You yeah. just listen to what you think you like. Yeah. And uh, so the fact that there's more music doesn't mean there's more music for you specifically that has to listen to everything. Right, yeah. You know, there's music What's going on people? that I will never hear because yeah. it's not it's not in my peripheral. Yeah. I don't need to listen to that. Mm. doesn't mean that music shouldn't exist because yeah. my mate who lives across the road loves that stuff. Yeah, that's a good so point. So that's there for him and he's never going to listen to the music that I might listen to, some of the fringe stuff that isn't mainstream. So the music that's always going to be created doesn't doesn't need to be heard by everyone. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that. That's a good way to think about that one. Well done, Harley. Oh, I did a thing. Right, let's get real quickly on to the... What, what did what, what did Bronwyn think I said on that one? She had no idea. I no, she. I, I'm it's mean, the gig list. Here we go. Right. So um, this weekend I'm playing a, a wedding in Gloucestershire for my mate Dan Freeman. Uh, looking forward to it. That's the third. And then uh, I'm also playing at Harlequin Fair at 4 p.m. Uh, nice. on Sunday. So that's the fourth. So if you want to come and see us, uh, it will be that's in West Norfolk. So right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a secret location though. So you've got to find it out. Um, right then, so uh, the first gig we've got on this week is the 30th, which is tomorrow, Tuesday, for those that are listening to the podcast, yep. all the more reason to listen to IO Radio, Mondays 2 to 3pm. Um, Poison Idea, The Domestics and Rad Pitt are playing at Colchester Arts Centre. You heard Rad Pitt earlier, they're amazing, check them out tomorrow or Tuesday. Nice. On the 1st of August, we have the Harlequin Fair. Um, it's going well. It's going first to the fourth of August. So um, I only know that I'm playing. There is no lineup released just on, yet. No, well, I'm not sure if it will be released because it's a secret thing. So oh. there's all they always do have big acts playing, but all right. good ones. So, so just go, just go, mate. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Uh, August second, we've got Jackson Co at the Shamrock playing the best of Johnny Cash. That's Friday at nine thirty. Awesome stuff. Also on the August the second, we have Super Glue right here at the Smokehouse. Absolutely. So we got um uh, oh crocky is two of the uh, two of the uh, the students Luca and Oscar from uh, the Rock Project back in the day. They are supporting yeah. Super Glue at a sold out show, and they absolutely are Super Glue. So good. Oh, luck, they boys. do. Yeah. Um, nice. So that's the Smokehouse. Um, uh, is it your turn or my turn? Uh, I think it's your turn. Okay, so August the 3rd is Afternoon Acoustic with Joe Lees and Curtis Cully. Um, that, Great lineup. Uh, yeah, that is at Jack's Food Shack. That's on the other side of Ipswich on Chantry, uh, sort of way. They're doing sort of new acoustic days. Uh, that's a great lineup, that. That's great. Yeah, really good. That'll be really, really good. fun. Go on, after you. Uh, August the 3rd. We have Three Wise Monkeys live, Reno and Rome, Caswell, and ANG. An- amazing lineup. Another amazing lineup for this weekend. Right? That's from half nine at the Three Wise Monkeys. You could catch both of those because it's 12 o'clock uh, on the third on Saturday to catch uh-huh. Joe Lees and Curtis Cully. So they'll be done by four, yeah. five. And then you can go down to Three Wise Monkeys and catch Reno and Rome, Caswell, and Angel. All on one lineup. That's absolutely amazing, right? 9.30 on Saturday, that is. Uh, Last one here, we've got August the 3rd. From 12 o'clock, we've got Rock Against Leukemia number four with some amazing bands such as In and Out of Sleep, Fisty Cuffs, Manic Blockout, and who I'm wearing the T-shirt of today, East Town Pirates. Pirates. Absolutely amazing. Really, really great lineup. That's from 12 o'clock. All to raise money for charity and just, yeah, wonderful stuff, you know? Mate, that's a great lineup for a a Saturday afternoon for anyone who's uh, who's looking for some music to to see. Yeah, no, exactly right. You could literally go through all three of those gigs there. So, yeah, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, We crammed everything in somehow yeah um so yeah let's chuck this in this is uh, seth and eliza they just released this on spotify amazing track called rose tinted eyes uh, they've played with med burrows i've jammed with them before uh, i've recorded them at uh, st peter's and they're just really lovely people this is great if you like your americana check this out give us a like subscribe share yeah. cheers love us bye ah!